0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: this show is brought to you in association with Ladbrokes. just click the link on the description to the show sign up and get a free bet up to 50 pounds when you enter the promo code lad 50
0: go on do it And this is true, we love to do the things that we're not supposed to do We don't need robbing, stealing or mugging In fact, will take it seriously, we're only bugging Hello, my name's Mark Webster, this is the Whistleblowers And I'm delighted to say that we're here on the, on, the, on a, it's a Monday night actually as we're sitting here And uh, it's, it's the Monday night after uh, football got broken uh, Which is tragic really, because uh, I used to like football And uh, it's a real shame But you know Perhaps we'll find Something else to talk about In the podcast Over the rest of the season There's no season Because football's broken I exaggerate for effect Um, And in doing so uh, It's an opportunity To thus bring in Because uh, he's sitting there Waning the wings It's been a while Hey is it
2: isn't it? I'd, I'd forgotten how much I enjoyed the sound. I'd forgotten how much... of my voice. No, no. Uh, the, um, the, the sight. of people running away from a podcast? <laughs> no, it's the sight of the sound man suddenly holding his hands to his ears and sitting back a bit when you shout hello. Um, That's what I'd forgotten. <laughs> and also, uh, Kevin, your... I don't shout. I enunciate. This we've covered this before. And what you've just enunciated is something else I've missed. Your obscurely arcane introductions. Well, if I'd have thought no. about them, they'd have probably been uh, even more arcane. Uh, well, it's it, a good job you had a strange early tonight, isn't it? Because you've got
0: a few minutes to oh, write that I had down. I time to sit down and not <laughs> write anything about it, didn't I? Um, as you may have just noticed, that Kevin Day has now physically dragged himself on his hand he's back from Edinburgh, the Fringe Festival thereof, and made his first, first appearance of the season. But, of course, the, as I say, you are not forgiven, because, of course, uh, the Fringe the fringe looked after you, didn't it, this well, year? Well, I,
2: I haven't... I was trying to remember... I, I think it's March since I've been on. Well... And, uh, do you know, I... I don't know how to say this. I've missed it. I've you actually just... missed it that 's right sweet? Yeah, obviously, uh, you found somewhere even harder to, to, to get to, to record it in, but I've
0: genuinely missed it. No, really. no, no. Uh, <laughs> and obviously, that was my job. And yet, you found us, and here you are. Um, so, Kevin's back. But uh, but what's more important than having Kevin back, in its own weird way, because obviously, because Kevin's always been very used to cover, cover sort of like that part of South London and Croydon, uh, which obviously isn't South London, but thinks it is, uh, to cover the rest of Europe... We struggled, but Andy Brassel's here, so Andy Brassel can do that in one foul swoop. All right, mate. Hello, whilst Phil, meeting Phil, the not... South London entry it Phil, requirement, yeah. it's, it's like it's like stamping and stamping. And it's it's Phil, 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 Phil. Yeah, no, you're right, but of course you're an FC Wimbledon man. In your in, uh, uh, if we if we hone you back. You are just basically... You're King's Meadow at the moment, aren't you? And, and yeah, proud. Pr- pretty
2: much. And I'll hopefully plough lane again soon. But we'll see.
0: But then... Yeah, if
2: not, you can share Sellers' part and be ungrateful bastards for another two years Like you were last time. It's, <laughs> it's, always, it's, always, <laughs> it's
0: always available. But of course, the, the beauty of uh, Mr is it's ridiculous quite how much knowledge you've got about European football. And now, just to, just to kind of set the whole thing up... It, was that by accident or design? Did you did you just you're, you're a football man? You're a football journalist, a football person mm-hmm. in the first place, and then did did all these leagues fall in your lap by accident, or was you always? Yeah, up to I, it? I, I, I couldn't help it. I,
1: I I was saying to someone recently, I, I admire enormously um, journalists who specialise in one league, but I just yeah. haven't got the attention span for that. Have you not? I, I, I just want to know everything about everything. And um, yeah, that's how it is. God, I love well, the that kid you, up with the, you. The question
2: you know I'm sure you're always asked then, and I'm not sure if there is a short answer to it, is the Premier League, best league in Europe? No. That's
0: the point. That's the starting point of everything. But that the, was happening the, to, to me, what,
1: what all, all that would matter is what is my favourite? And it's it's been Spain for a very, very long time. But you you know what? What I particularly like about the Premier League and what I think is particularly relevant to this discussion is the fact that the the Premier League is this meeting of all these incredible nations. It's it's funny. I don't think you can be, I just like English football. I just like Spanish football now. Because your team is going to have six or seven different nationalities. And, you know, if you think of the opening days of the, the... the Premier League back in '92, when you know Hullier and later Bergkamp and and players like that arrived, and it was like there were space aliens or something so, like so that. And now it's it, it's totally. So are you
0: saying that is. Uh, 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 not, still not the case, not overtly the case in the Bundesliga, in the Eredivisie, in, in Spain, in France. Are, are we still predominantly the kind of like the pan-European showcase as Yeah, as yeah a league? we
1: absolutely are. And you know what? It's everyone's aim to get here. You know, when players say, it's my dream to play in the Premier League, of course. They mean, it's my dream to look technically really good in a league where I'm going to get paid far more <laughs> money than anywhere else. But what, what,
0: what, what oh, they... Don't the <laughs> <man. laughs>
1: But what they also mean is it, it looks amazing on television wherever you're mm-hmm. watching it in the world. The fact that, you know, the stadiums are so hemmed in now, you know, if you look at the way Stamford Bridge has changed, I remember when I first yeah. went there as a kid and mm-hmm. it was like a million miles away from the pitch and it was a rusty old shack. But the fact that now that, you know, the fans are on top of the pitch... It, it means something and it's, it's gone into like designing new grounds and stuff it, it, if, if you look at new stadia on the continent they need to be close to the pitch because the Premier League is the template for that that creates atmosphere that creates what players want to play in but so they can,
2: got, they can stand at a lot of stadiums on the continent still can't they for the yeah that's, that, that's right I mean we were talking about Germany
1: just before yeah. we came on weren't we and it doesn't get any better than the Sui in, in Dortmund you know that
2: really? absolutely
1: yeah. huge terrace behind the goal of course it, it's seated for European games because that's UEFA edicts but um, it's just absolutely extraordinary when you go but to the, big, the big game.
0: question about this though of course is, is, is here we are and we, and we talk about in this context and as you say obviously yeah. we know, so, and, it's, and, and a lot of telly is involved in this part of the conversation of course yeah. but in the last five days or so if we'd have had this conversation on Friday morning we'd have been talking about the death knell of, of, of English football because the appalling performance of pretty much all of our clubs <laughs> yeah. in Europe and then suddenly you have a weekend of football which which actually physically almost makes you forget what you saw
2: two days before. Well, that, 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 is, that is a good point. But there is also... I mean, it's been, it's been two years since a Brit, an English team has properly matched a decent European side in terms of football because I think we, we pretty much all agree you can't win the Premier League and the Champions League anymore because of the style of football in the same way that England can't win the World Cup or, or European Nations anymore because of the style of football that our players are asked to play but what's interesting is that there is still Alan Pardew this is, and this is germane to the subject Alan Pardew the Palace Player of the Year do last season was talking about Newcastle's uh, transfer philosophy and how little he had to do with it and he was hinting that Newcastle are enthralled to the idea that Continental players are always going to be better than our players, technically better. So the trouble there is, and it's it's come true, because you've you got, for the first time in a long time, Newcastle fans point out the team that started on Saturday, uh, not an English player yeah, again. Yeah. but Because suddenly there is this assumption now that European players are automatically going to be better than our players, which I think is slightly worrying in terms of the development of our players in the game. And do you, Do you think... Do you see that happening with English, with Because again, the same way, Brent, there's a lot of fuss made for some reason. It came out of the blue this week. Brendan Rogers, It was the first Liverpool team that didn't have somebody from the Liverpool area since 1986. So again, these are all things that start. Well, that, think, the, the, think, which feels can, f- which, which feels pertinent now. Because, yeah, so exactly, but, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think you can get way hung up on that stuff. I mean, it's, it's interesting because I, I think what's the most important thing in developing players is to have an idea a philosophy and we, we hear the like after every major championship that we don't do well in mm. root and branch reform that's mm. that's the new catchphrase that's you know the old net spend isn't it really and the thing is you have to allow generations for stuff to happen so that's what germany did for example when they had a rethink mm. after euro 2000 so Belgium, didn't you d- you don't yeah. you don't have the rethink then get to the next major championship and go oh it's not working and and then think we've got to think of a a, a different way around it what
2: we've got sorry what what we've got is uh, before Sky's coverage of the Watford Palace game Aidy Boothroyd being interviewed talking about his new job as uh, he's either manager of the under-19s or the under-18s for England now Mm -hmm. and being asked the question well obviously you play the same way as the other teams do and no no, we play. I've got on playing a completely different style. It was it's, like, it's, it's extraordinary. Like, it? Where's it's joined the joined up thinking, <laughs> by the way? What, what, yeah, what? Yeah. And he said, they surely they've told you to. No, no, no one's told, told me I should be playing. Like,
1: that, that's that's yeah. the thing, because you feel that. I, I think for the first time in a, a really long time, you feel there are a lot of really good prospects in English football. But always the problem has been making the jump from the under-21s to the senior team and you know Well not least because they've chosen not
0: to carry them through because of course they never arrive as a six or seven man caucus into the England team do they? Which has happened of course in in, in other countries and Mm. if if you go around the leagues though and and, uh, uh, I'm I'm clutching at straws potentially here Um, if we look at England's the English team's you know, apparent demise. You know, within the Champions League, is there also sort of like a dropping off in say? So, I mean, we saw Madrid. You know, Madrid draw the other day with Madrid. Barcelona lost the other day. Mm. Are, are the big teams also having a little bit of a dip at the moment, or are we? Is it just exclusive to us?
1: Um, I, I think the it's it's always a difficult one, isn't it? Because people. Are never happy with what they've got. So you know, you look at what happened in the Bundesliga this weekend with uh, Bayern Munich absolutely battering Dortmund, who are yeah. the next best challengers, making it eight wins out of eight this season. Um, you look at what people have said about uh, La Liga being a, a posh Scottish Premier League in the past because it's got Barcelona and Real Madrid so on one hand you either have teams who are the absolute best in it like Barca like Bayern like Real Madrid and you say that there's no competition or you get what you've got in the Premier League at the moment where people
2: say oh it's great
1: competition but it's because none of the teams are any good so
2: you you know you can't win there is also a strange attitude amongst English football fans in particular whereby it's still it's an old sort of 60s, 70s attitude where you sort of dismiss and patronise the rest of European football outside the Barca so for example Liverpool can only draw one all with Sion hmm. now, I've been to Sion and there's a brilliant atmosphere but they're a useful team it's like but again because they're not one of the two European teams that or we've even heard of, or even Arcos up d- okay d- against Arsenal exactly. really, yeah. because they're not one of the teams that we've, we've kind of heard of or we had a Subutio teams, Yeah, we, we tend <laughs> to <laughs> assume that we're not they're not as good as we are and we're, we're only getting beaten by some the bigger teams well you know, know what it's, it's,
1: it's, a, it's a different debate when we're talking about um, the, the England team and, uh, and the struggles in the Champions League so uh, it's interesting is it, I, is it I,
0: though I, are the two not interconnected because uh, of course arguably what one does is affect the other in the sense where our good footballers aren't rising to the standard enough
1: I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced no.
0: that's, that's, that's the case
1: I, I think the specific problem with English teams in the Champions League and, well, the Europa League, they don't take it seriously enough for you to really know. No, but, it's not, it's not uh, no and,
0: yardstick, is you it? you got to plan a Thursday. Exactly, yeah. What's that about? Exactly, that's, that's half-price drinks night down <laughs> <Wednesday> the <first. laughs>
1: But I, I think the the interesting thing is, like, at, towards the end of last season when we were having all this hand-wringing about, you know, English teams have had a terrible season in the Champions League, a German... Um, a director at a German club said, uh, off the record, when asked, do you think English teams will improve next season? He said, no, because they'll just do the same thing they do every, yeah. every season. They won't think about strategy, hmm. tactics, scouting, approach. They'll just, yeah. they'll, just, they'll just go and spend more money. They'll just go and spend more money. And, and that, is, that is the problem. And you, you look, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy with like, uh, De Bruyne, no one's saying he's not a great player, but is he really what City needed?
2: Hmm. Yeah. So, well, yeah, how- which, 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 to be honest, there are Palace fans who said that about goodbye. It it's like it's a really exciting buy, but there are other areas that we needed to, to strengthen in, but it's and I'm, I'm delighted we got him but it, it does smack of like the the owners go well let's, he's a marquee signing let's be a marquee signing and you we're, might, we're you might have got the best of both worlds uh, out of yeah, but also it's kind of assuming that we'd be more excited about that than we would about buying Charlie Austin you know what I mean and again it's the De Bruyne things the same thing Man City don't necessarily but Martial was the same you kind of you can argue I know he scored a couple of goals but he, you know it's, he's it's still an else, extraordinary but, oh, no, no, he's yeah, he's been lauded already yeah, because what we do in our league but the other thing as well what I found interesting about Manik is is Mourinho is is almost suffering from a prediction he made in July that kind of went under the radar. As Mourinho said in July that whoever wins the Premier League this year, will be a record low number of points. He said he thought oh, that because right? he said he could see the top four teams, the traditional top four, being beaten much more often than he used Swansea and Palace as examples. So actually he said, living, he's actually living living yeah, dream. He, he, yeah. he said, and he said almost unnoticed, there's a there's a group of seven or eight clubs in the Premier League that are learning. To do things properly, and of course, um, so is, is
1: it goes back to the Kabai thing that you said. Yeah. So, sorry, sorry for interrupting, but you've got Kabai going to Palace. Shakiri going to yeah, it's Stoke, stoke yeah, absolutely, but, uh, yeah. like, like that better spread of players yeah. and in, in, in a sense yeah, I, I, I know you you love it NBA like that idea yeah. of like spreading good players about the league I mean well, it's, 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 the
2: it's the always a sporting a competition without a wage way. cap is the parity argument in America it's a virtuous circle because Scott Dan the reason Scott Dan re-signed his contract with us is because we brought Kabayi in mm. and it'll be easier for us to recruit better players because they'll go alright if Kabayi there, I'll go and play with him well
0: let's take that as, as a starting because, of course, I suppose, are Liverpool the kind of living, breathing, you know, victim of this argument as we speak? Or more to so the point, I suppose, uh, Brendan Rogers the living, breathing example of this, because, because he is not uh, met, met up to expectations. Mm. But what expectations? Realistic ones? As You know, was there a target that he could never hit? And, and was it always the idea that they basically still the last couple of years they've just been they've just fancied one of these glamorous european types coming in
1: possibly i, I just think his problem is overcomplicating things mm. and especially in in that sense he finds it difficult to build on success i think that's always been a problem you know when you, you look at him moving to from Watford, where he did a really good job, to Reading and having a really short-lived spell there. And, and then where he's gone on, of course he lost Luis Suarez. But, you know, for someone who seems so guided by principle, seems so guided by his own ideas, to go from Suarez and nearly winning the league to thinking, you know what, we're going to cover that by getting in, Ricky Lambert yes. and Mario Balotelli and he, yeah. who are going to completely change the tempo the identity
2: of the way well no, we play. actually they it's, didn't it's because of course he never picked them so there was never, was never actual actually an issue take. was it yeah. his other problem is, is that he clearly implied that some of the players brought in weren't his, weren't his choice he implied that quite and, and but every head coach in the world has of, to cope of, with that of, now of don't course say. they do, yeah. course yeah. they do. But his, and his other problem is that he constantly and he should never have said it out loud the kept saying this is a different Liverpool we're not the Liverpool of old because what you have to accept is different standards of course apply at Liverpool if a, you know, a Watford manager a Bournemouth manager is going to get a bonus for being 10th after 8 games yeah. but like it or not Liverpool are one of the biggest clubs in the world there's no two, the, the, regardless of what they've done recently they're, they're, globally, they're a they're huge, huge. They're, a, yeah. they're a huge club and Brendan Rodgers was always a strange choice there's, there's a, I'm paraphrasing but there's a guy who wrote about Ferguson in his new book that basically a big F off club needs a big F off manager, mm. and there aren't many of those left in, in British football, and of course there are conspiracy theories saying, well, they've sacked him now because they think Chelsea might get rid of Mourinho so they need to get him first to get Ancelotti mm. or Klopp, whoever it is, but of course you know, And then there are Palace fans sort of like, well, maybe they'll go for Pardew, of course they won't, they've got to go for a big a big F-off manager because, mm. and, but the other thing as well, is I think it it's really sad last night, Ian Wright um, it, already uh, you have to acknowledge that Rogers. the season they came third, Liverpool were Fantastic team to watch. But already last night, Ian Wright was quite churlish, I think, saying, Well, if I was manager of that team with Suarez and Sturridge and Sterling in it, they would have, they would have come third. And what Rogers' job was to make sure the defence was good enough not to let any goals in. I'd give him some credit. Give him some, because he, he was as bizarre in his own way at the appointment as Roy Hodgson. Hmm. But give him some, because it's you also, as well, the ghosts of previous managers loom large at that well, club as well. So it's but, a very, uh, I, it's a very so I don't think, I think he was the wrong choice, and I'm not surprised he's been sacked. But I mean, it was, not, it was never a disaster. I think but for, there was, was never a disaster. I think, I think, the thing the about
0: Brendan Rodgers for me as yeah. well, though, is that it, 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 I, I go down to the single net Trico jumpers as well, is that he looks like a European football manager appointment. And I've got the funny feeling that's what kind of Brendan, Rod- Brendan Rodgers was meant to be. Like these fellas that, Andy, you know them mm. intimately. We see them fleetingly. And there's, they, they are these fellas with smart haircuts and nice jumpers on. And you're going like, he's a genius. But of course, we just kind of get, we, you know, we just get the, the, the surface of it. And there may be a part of Brendan Rodgers which is all surface. Well, well, we,
1: that, that's it. I, I think... The, the, the thing is, I always remember something that Lenny Lawrence said actually when he was manager of Middlesbrough. He said, If you're nice to the local press and if you're li- nice to the national press, if you're struggling, you'll probably get six weeks extra. Mm. <laughs> and I, 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 I think that's a very fair point. Yeah. You
2: know, uh, well, Newcastle's you know, a case in point because Newcastle is such a strange city when the relationship between the club and the local press is incredibly well, it, intense it is you know, now it's really isn't it yeah, incredibly yeah. intense even in the good times it's incredibly intense and it's like and it's a very hard club to manage but it, it, it's interesting that Lenny Laurence thing it, is it because I've always maintained that one of the reasons I was pleased that Pardew came to Palace not because he's a Palace legend because he wasn't mm. that good as a player let's be fair but because he's an established Premier League manager because to me as an outsider it seems like it's different rules apply managing a Premier League club than they do to managing, See, managing any other club I'd agree oh, yeah, but I, but I, don't, don't, think, I mean. don't think
0: he arrives thinking he's a box standard manager I think Pardew is also jumpers and
2: Europe yeah yeah but no I, I'm, what I'm saying is that it seems to be it, it, it seems to be that if you're a good manager in Portugal you can go to Spain or really and, and manage your coach that doesn't necessarily mean come income. The Premier League seems to have a whole different set of parameters well, that, you to, what, that you have to I cope for- every, I, with. I think, what approve
0: prove every fortnight, don't they? Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, I
1: guess the thing is, you, you obviously think of the intensity, which is the same thing as a player, but certainly in terms of, of management structure mm. you know you're used to, like I, I think one of the first things Villas Boas asked for when he arrived at Chelsea was a good sporting director sporting director is like a
0: swear <laughs> word <laughs> yeah.
2: over, over here it's like a what over here sorry sporting director I didn't hear that <laughs> yeah. no Mark yeah. no, laughed and I didn't hear what no, you said no it, it, what,
0: a sport director being what would the job be that he would do no be I, haven't, I still people. haven't heard what you said the sporting director is like it's a, like a swear word oh thank you yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. You. yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. because of course yeah. as you say because it's, there was no such thing it, or,
1: or I thought you couldn't hear over the bleep there no I couldn't hear over
2: him that's right I couldn't hear over him laughing no no because of course I know um, it was an issue with Pulis at Palace it would be an issue with Allardyce wherever he goes because he's always said he won't work with a, a football director a or a sporting director So, but it's, it's a totally
1: different idea if you rather than bringing in I mean, it's kind of like if you look at Southampton and Swansea really they have a club structure and then they pick a coach who will suit that you know, so there's continuity in the yeah. sort of coaches they go for. Like, Cooman is a really obvious choice for Southampton, for example. There's kowtowing like, as well, yeah, though, it,
0: isn't there, in, in terms of those coaches? Because, of course, as you say, they have to slot straight into, like a Lego brick, into what's already there no, but they're, without fussing. They're,
1: yeah, but that makes that makes better sense than getting in a sporting director over a manager who already Granted. thinks he's the boss. How many managers real... are
0: available to do that? How many managers are, are, are compatible with just slotting straight into a tiny hole and just making the apps? I, up, up I and guess, downward? I guess
1: culturally, not that many English no. ones, yeah. <laughs> which, which, which is which is a big problem. You know, when we talk about we're not producing enough coaches, I, I, I don't think there are enough like English coaches who necessarily accept that. You know that is the ideal way things are done because there's so much to do in the modern game. The idea of an Uber manager, like a, a super manager like Sir Alex Ferguson or Arsene Wenger really is the last of them that controls everything in terms of managing the club, not down just coaching. We are watching the last. Well, going down to the. team but like Flowers. the
2: players The thing is. Down to the Flowers yeah, at well, like Arsenal War and the FA Cup final when they're lapel. Yeah, I mean, yeah, basically. Like, like you yeah.
0: can't. Kenneth Brad
2: could like, basically yeah. just comment.
0: Should, Kenneth Brad yeah. should just be watching yeah. Arsene Wenger for the last year and a half of his life as the last dinosaur goes away, shouldn't he, really? Yeah like, yeah, like
1: transfers are far too complicated for a manager to sort out and pick the team and coach the That's, team and all that sort of stuff. And Arsene Wenger was doing far better when he had. David Dean is his de facto yeah, director yeah. of football. Yeah, true.
2: But the, the notion of a director of football to me makes sense. Working on the basis that most managers will probably the average will be two years. Yeah. So you want a director of football who's going to be there for 10-12 years. So you don't get lumbered with a load of players who the next yeah, manager doesn't want, which is ruinous. Yeah and, but, yeah. and also it means that the academy and the younger teams are playing the same sort of football. Yeah. And absolutely. So the, the most sort of important makes sense, but it seems to the be most important man a, of the
0: club almost in, in that sense. In, in a way. But it's yeah. like, but
2: there is such a head in the sand attitude certainly to older British managers. So if you want to wind Sam Allardyce up, just mention director of football. You'll just go and there's no particular reason for it. It's just like the manager's got a man- Managing, it? It, it, just, yeah. it just says one word, interference. Yes, that's all over. That, that's that's, exactly, that's, that's, that's yeah, the yeah, problem. And, yeah. and yet,
0: again, in Europe, I, I if it's happened, perhaps it will happen again and perhaps it might be a trend. We know full well that, of course, it never used to happen in the old days, by the way, and this is the very old days, is when a manager got sacked, the coaching staff didn't necessarily walk with them because, because they were, yeah, they were yeah, a unit, yeah. a caucus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there, is there a, 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 has a point happened yet when a manager appoints his own sporting director, yeah. i.e., the fella above him, who he's so used to, who does his his transfers?
1: Well, that, for that kind him, of that, that he, kind of happened with Village Bosch at Tottenham. Really, he, he, he wanted to work with Franco so, Baldini. Baldini yeah. <laughs> it was a Ooh, bloody oh dear, that yeah. disaster. <laughs> okay, yeah. bad example. But yeah. going, going back to the Rogers thing, when I was talking about Lenny Lawrence, I, I wasn't necessarily talking about Rogers being prickly with the press, but just they didn't get him. He's he's not a great communicator. Yeah, it was all yeah. management speak. You know, and yeah. so many people like on Twitter compare him to David Brent and stuff. And I actually think there's there's quite a sincere side to to Brendan Brendan Rogers. But he's almost he's almost too sincere. He says exactly what is in his head, even if it's not going to relate to the people who are listening
2: to him. Well there's a, there's a brilliant and very funny Twitter site which is like the alternative Brendan Rogers. And there was a brilliant after they lost 6-1 at Stoke, there was this thing where he explained how if he took the six goals away there's actually quite a good performance but, <laughs> uh, but, as, but somebody pointed out that it wasn't how far from what Brendan Rodgers had actually said in, in reality <laughs> in, yeah. in, in real life Which, yeah. but, but, you're a but bit just
0: re-parody don't you really yeah. but
2: <laughs> given your insight and knowledge into into European football is, do you think Klopp do you think they'll go for Klopp or do you think Klopp will or will Klopp fit? go for them because it did seem when Klopp left he seemed genuine in his desire to, to have two years off Football. This is quite quick for him to come back.
1: Not, it? not really, because right. in his exit press conference from Dortmund, he said. I don't need a sabbatical. I'm not tired. Oh, really? And um, despite the fact he looked like he slept in a hedge yes. for about a ah, yeah, fortnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, that's his, his, his default look anyway. But, um, and funnily enough, that's why he didn't get a Hamburg job before the Dortmund one because he turned up in tracksuit trousers looking unshaven, no, which is unbelievable. And then, oh, obviously, he went to, to Dortmund and uh, did his stuff. You know, they'd already agreed wages with him at Hamburg, but they were so, so like, worried
2: about appearances. In, some, in terms of context, give us a, a sense of if Dortmund were an English club, what, yeah, what, what club would they be in terms of the size of club they were when he took them over? Are you looking well, at Well, they, they, uh,
1: in terms of fans through the gate, they're enormous because right. they get eighty thousand yeah, every week. Um, but I, I, I suppose, like maybe a good example would be someone like Newcastle. Right. Um, of course, Dortmund had won stuff more recently than them when uh, Klopp took over. But when he took over in two thousand and eight, you know, there are only a couple of years forward from having nearly gone to the wall like they were really really close to having to start again in the the fourth tier so everyone can say he had a poor last year at Dortmund which he did but he was there for seven years and he made them win the league title twice in a row which is absolutely extraordinary that like when you see them in the Champions League and you know they've got quite a media friendly image you think oh fair enough but actually if you take it back to the base of where he started it is unbelievable because that's, a, that's another league. proper
2: league isn't it well, so how would he, how would he do it at Liverpool do you think
1: I think very well I think he's he's made for the Premier League
0: has um, he suggested that he, it's his destiny is it other yeah, words to, totally because
1: I, he, was, he was interviewed uh, midway through last season when he was talking about the future and he said England from a cultural standpoint from a linguistic standpoint because he speaks perfect English already that makes perfect sense for me and the adrenaline of the Premier League you see him there on the touchline he's a a rock star he gets into it you know and I I I think that's really really important he won't be as tactically examined by the media as as he would even back in Germany people love quotes here and that's why Mourinho did so well you know especially in his first spell because he's so immensely quotable funnily enough Mourinho had a really testy relationship with um, the, the media when he was at Inter because the Italian media, media want to know, why did you take off player seven in <laughs> a And his thing was like, well, I'm the coach. Why should I tell yeah. you that? It's none of your business. And it, it became very prickly because of that. And I, I think Klopp's media friendliness, we'll see him through the early bit. I think he needed to get away from Dortmund because he couldn't see the wood for the trees. In that last year, he couldn't find the solution. He'd hit a sort of tactical brick wall. He'd hit a motivational brick wall. I think after seven years, um, the, the, the players just weren't really listening to him anymore, which I, I think is normal.
0: Everyone sorry, has a natural life. you, you all need freshening up? But, you, but, but you yeah, think,
2: he's refreshed. He'll come you, back. Do you think then, because I'm lucky enough to be at quite a few Jose Mourinho press conferences and they are very, very entertaining. They are, yeah. And I would really miss Jose Mourinho from the Premier League. But do you think he's hit earlier than Klopp has but do you think he's hit similar problems with motivation because it just seems from an outsider's point of view Chelsea look there's something clearly wrong yes. mean, and to me oh, I, awful I think, on Saturday awful because I think the thing with the doctor is a bit of a smoke smokescreen it's terrible PR it should have been handled much better but yeah. to me the, the bigger problem looks like the players uh, uh, they look like they're tired of him they look like they're not and he, he bowed well, he I don't, you, Mourinho did something I never thought he would do because I think Mourinho bowed to public pressure to bring John Terry back. I don't think Mourinho particularly wanted to bring John Terry back and I think Mourinho, there's probably part of him Was quite pleased John Terry made that mistake because mm. we thought, as Palace fans, we thought us going to win there was brilliant but no, it's like, doesn't, I must, I must, it's just I must, not a good everyone's team. Everyone's been there. They're not, yeah. good, they're not a good team, and that's the thing but there's that spark, yeah. there's that devilment. Costa, is ironically, Costa's the only one that's got that little bit of devil, a little bit of nastiness that any Premier League team but needs but that Chelsea you, had that on the pitch. And you, you, you know what? But even if manufactured a lot of the time. Yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. Was, uh, just
0: to sum up, I suppose the point would be uh, what Kevin just said perfectly, but it, it feels like the league's caught up with Jose and Jose's got nothing else to answer with. Well, if,
1: of course, that happened to Arsene Wenger yeah. in, in a very different way, didn't it? But, um, you, you, know, you know what? I, I think it's, it's easy for him to say, look, we won the league last season and, and and, and I was brilliant so you know nothing's changed in three months how can you say we've all you know gone to shit in three months but you know what I think you take it back further than that you look at the start of the calendar year I I speak to people who have been Stamford Bridge regulars for years and they're not the sort of people you know they supported Chelsea when they were rubbish when I was a kid you know they're not the sort of people who take anything for granted but you know you go back I think earlier this calendar year and you know they had their foot on the necks of the rest of the Premier League and yet they were playing against Manchester City at home, a not very good Manchester City side last season, or, or certainly by league title winning standards, and they're playing not to get beaten. Mm. It's
2: yeah. like, it's, it's like well, what's his reputation abroad then?
1: Well, the people love him,
0: right.
2: uh,
1: it's, it's especially in Bristol, really? where, I, it,
2: it, where it, I do a lot still of still got that
0: kind of power? Absol- as, absolutely. As a, as a profile? Yeah? A-
1: absolutely. I, j- I just think the thing is, because of the sort of personality he is there's a smaller and smaller number of jobs that is realistic for him to get I mean you look at the next step were he to leave Chelsea and you think the most obvious ones are probably Paris Saint-Germain where he could get away with playing bad football if he were to win the Champions League for them and after that I think it's maybe one more club job for him and then Portugal
2: no circumstances by which Liverpool might have tried to attract him uh, kind of perverse, thing actually, or,
0: or any Premier League team, because obviously Man United, in, in yeah. theory, in eighteen months, could be there. That, no, would, I, want that the would would I want to hear the answers. Well, so I want to hear the answers. Is-
1: I just, I, I think he's, he's he's burnt a lot of bridges, like in in the in the Premier League, and I think Manchester Including United. Winning
0: Stamford potentially <laughs> nicely played. <laughs>
1: Brussels. Well, I think Manchester United, stylistically, it's not possible. They 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 expect a a certain something, and it, he, he can't give them that. Well, that Did goal's he, not
2: really giving them that either, is he, in terms of the style? No, that, that's what I mean. Yeah, basically it's basically, that's this what, what you were issue. saying
1: before, actually, Kevin, I think was really interesting uh, about, um, you, you know, like, like the players being tired of him. I think eventually, every set of players gets tired of Mourinho. Right. He's, he's right. so close. He's so close to the players, and he demands so much. It's just the intensity absolutely. is too much. Isn't it's it? exhausting. Yeah, really. it must be. Really. Waking up every day. It's absolutely exhausting. Do you, do, do but do the fact that he seems tired as well, I, I, I think he's, yeah, out that's, out do mean, do he's. Do you mean it demands
2: so much of them purely as a, on the playing side or just everything else around the club? And like, e- everything. Really, I, 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 I think
1: playing. Uh, tactically emotionally and I think players want to enjoy themselves especially when they're top of the league mm. and when you're thinking we could crush this Manchester City it's, side it, but it, we're just it, playing yeah, yeah, not yeah. to get beat I mean that, that's no fun and especially you look at the, the, the players there are in that side so many players of great quality are playing so below their level well, they, well, do you know, that's really
2: interesting because they, they kind of they toyed with us at Sellers Park last year and mm. in the end I think we only lost 2-1 and it, on paper it didn't look like a bad result but you kind of go because he, he clearly seems to have a soft spot for Pellets. we came away thinking I mean, he probably told them not to. Cause, cause they literally, <laughs> they a mummy they tiger with they, his cub. It they, they yeah. they, they was. I mean, it was, it was, in, it was the most one-sided 2-1. And that's and like, interesting because you think if they are being told not to use too much energy or they are being Because he's always said, why win 4-0, 2-0 is enough. Yeah. He said that in his first spell, didn't he? Like, and that's game over. Mm. And that's maybe... Just, it's a terribly narrow-minded cliche, but it certainly used to be what we considered the continental view 20, 30 years ago, in the same way they couldn't deal with crosses, their goalkeepers, they were happy to win 1 0, 2 0, and they're all. but well, the uh, thing I think is, that play makes play sense in it. the Premier League, yeah. doesn't
1: it? Retaining energy.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, going back, to, yeah, going yeah, back to your yeah, point. Yeah, point, but success
0: yeah, yeah. of other teams, of course, is starting. Because, because he's only a young manager, but the argument might be that he's looking a bit old fashioned already, mm. because, of course, he's, he's rinse and repeat, isn't he? Yeah. Joe, Joe says not a man he's, he's not a, He's not your adaptable manager he's, he's a formulaic he, man he looked, he? Well, I
2: think that's a really good point because he looked he looked against Palace against Southampton he looked like a manager who had nothing to offer when it started going wrong mm. and possibly because he's got that little experience of things of things going like, that wrong. Going, Not least yeah. Beating but that double
0: seems to get in points that he's getting to beat up and get teams But you've seen
2: the, United at the best under Ferguson and Chelsea at the best under Mourinho. Going 1 0 down was like the worst thing you, you, could, you could do. They'll don't, come and get you. Don't score against them. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting. Because you you Alan Pardew is very imaginative in his team selection and also in his substitutions. And he said that's partly born out of desperation. He said, because if you're 1 0 down at St James's Park with 50,000 angry Jordans, you just go, oh, I'll put the left back on and see if that works. And if it does, you look like a genius. But whereas Mm. Mourinho doesn't... In in the past, you'd go, he'll he'll have a trick up his sleeve, he'll know what to do. And it looks like he's got... He's developed this strange knack of just laughing now. He did that quite a few times. When a referee makes a decision, he laughs. When one of his players misses, he laughs. Mm. And it looks good on the screen, but that looks like he's covering up the fact that he hasn't really got a a way out of this. Because Mourinho and his pomp, going... Yeah, going 2-1 down at Southampton wouldn't have been a problem to a Chelsea team no. in part. a Chelsea team with Drogba in it for example or Terry or Lampard or somebody you would just get a hold of them. and it just seems they haven't got the will to do that anymore well, it's well, like not scared of him anymore well gentlemen yeah. I must yeah. say
0: um, uh, on that because we have to wind up here because of course that uh, all boiled down to if you do done my paraphrasing seven minutes seven minutes seven minutes Dougie Fresh you're on uh, <laughs> Kevin you might get that as an hip hop reference uh, because of course uh, in which he basically spilled his guts and uh, possibly made sure a lot of a fool or a genius You take your pick Gentlemen thank you guys We have signed up With Ladbrokes To bring you some Exclusive betting odds And offers that we can Have wrangled out of them You follow the links On the description To this podcast Our Facebook page And ask with the feed For starters There's a free bet Of up to 50 quid All you do is You click on the link and go to Lad 50 L-A-D 50 Because none of us Are that age Or indeed That laddish But that's where You go to get your money Gentlemen That was marvellous And this is The whistleblowers this show is brought to you in
1: association with LabBooks. Just click the link on the description to the show, sign up and get a free bet up to £50 when you enter the promo code LAD50. Go on, do it. This is a Playback Media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.